This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash MuggleCast. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 260. It is our end of the year show. And it's an exciting time because we haven't been, we, we try to do these every month now, but we kind of got, we skipped November, it sort of just, not on purpose, it just sort of slipped by us. Our last episode was the end of October, and now we're back. And for fun, since it's the end of the year, we thought, well, why don't we stream it on Google Hangouts and on YouTube? And it's working good so far. I love Google Hangouts. Micah has no, er, Eric has no accessories today, but Micah has a Dr. Seuss hat. And we have sound effects, and I have glasses, and a Santa hat, but the Santa hat is real. The glasses are cool. They kind of pop out every time you move. Move forward. It's really high tech. It's it's cool. Google did a good job with this. Uh, um, So what we're going to do, we have some news to catch up on today, and... uh, going to recall some MuggleCast moments of the year, and Eric has compiled the top seven Harry Potter moments of 2012, and we're going to talk about what we have looked to look forward to in 2013, and at the end of the show, Micah has an announcement, which I'm excited for. I can't guess what it is, so this is very exciting. And uh, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> you're going to shock the world. I think you're going to profess your love for Eric and I. I think that's what it is. Well, that, that's a given. That, been that was waiting. already known. I've been waiting for that. You do that at the end of every show. <laughs> so, Micah, what is in the news this month for the, for the last time of 2012, for our seventh year? Well, Pottermore is in the news, and, and not for bad reasons. I know that oh. normally we, we like to bomb Pottermore just a little bit, uh, but uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban book finally released the first seven chapters, appropriately. And we got some new information from J.K. Rowling. A lot more than what I remember from the first set of chapters in Chamber of Secrets. And I could be wrong, but... Yeah, I know. I think you're right. And I figured they're releasing more chapters in batches, larger batches now because there's more chapters in Prisoner of Azkaban. That would make sense, right? That makes sense. Yeah. And so so hopefully... I, I was I was going through it when it opened up, and I was surprised that there was... Seven, because I kept going and going, and it wasn't ending. And I was like, oh, well, this is nice. So I, I guess in the future, maybe I'm thinking they'll want to do, like, four releases a year, four or five releases a year. So with the bigger books, that will mean more chapters per release. Mm. Very much so. And that's exciting. I mean, judging by what I heard of the content so far, it's tremendous. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I'm pulling <laughs> up the breakdown right now that I did. Uh, we got a lot of new content from J.K. Rowling, which is what 
I've said time and time and again on the show, and I think everybody's in agreement, that's one of the better features of Pottermore is that we get new information related to the world, thanks to J.K. Rowling. She spoke yes. about Aunt Marge. She spoke about the night bus. She talked about Sir Cadogan. Kat, 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 I've always said Cadigan. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Uh, Professor Professor Kettleburn, which I (laughs) forgot existed. In case you were wondering about him, you know. Yeah. There's some stuff. That may be like the the smallest thing she's released. Like the sleeper sleeper surprise. Right. And then Um, finally, Boggarts. She released information on. Um, You mean you don't go to Pottermore just to collect the chocolate frog cards? (laughs) <laughs> no. Though I'm always clicking around the scenes to try to find the hidden stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like it because once you once your mouse is hovering near something, it starts doing the sound effects, so you, you get an idea of uh, that you're getting close to something that you can pick up. But, okay, uh, <laughs> you know how I used to preach the whole pets thing, like Pottermore should have yeah. pets to, to get people to come back a lot? Now I think J.K. Rowling needs to start dropping giant bombs in these these new character profiles because for example Aunt Marge I was reading through that and I was praying that she was going to reveal Aunt Marge was a lesbian wouldn't that, <laughs> that have been exciting yeah there would have yeah. been all these headlines in the news J.K. Rowling outs another character and would have, would have brought more people into Pottermore uh, but unfortunately there wasn't any real Shockers about Aunt March, but I think she could have passed as a lesbian, right? So you know, I was peeking through the um, the Bogart uh, reveal kind of information, and I was surprised that she didn't just admit that the monster under the bed or monster in the closet that children fear it has something to do with the Bogart. I always drew that connection, um, you know, because the kid always thinks there's something under the bed or always thinks there's something in the closet. I did, you know, when I was a kid. And I just always thought the bogger was kind of like reminiscent of that or the wizard answer to that. But when I read, she didn't seem to admit that at all. In fact, she said that they're like half alive and are only like poltergeists and don't exactly, you know, it just didn't seem to be at all what I thought. So so what were you expecting? I was expecting it to be, you know, well, she said like muggles can't see them. But then that right there removes my theory that, you know, it's like oh. the monster under the bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I guess in the way that they can't see Dementors either. Yeah. You know, they can just feel their effects sometimes. Right. I don't know. I, I always just thought there was a distinct relation between the monster under the bed and Boggarts. But I, I just, I'm just wondering how we got from Aunt Marge being a lesbian to Boggarts. Well, you know. <laughs> how, how did that transition occur? That's me bringing it back around there, Micah. It's just me okay. bringing it. Yeah. To... Eric, Eric decided to take a serious approach to Pottermore. <laughs> um, Selena's joining us now, by the way. Hello, Hello. Selena. Hi, guys. Hi. Selena, Could you just unplug your power? This morning? Yep, just did. Okay. Is that we better? Got, we got an email from you this yeah. morning saying you'd lost your voice. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you yeah, didn't. Yeah, we did. Yeah, from Micah who? got it, too. It was from you. From no! October the 22nd, I think. I think oh. you, it, sent, it resent an old email. Really? That's yeah. so random. So well, I haven't. Really. I like your party hat. Thank you. I'm looking for more stuff. And this are you so celebrating? <laughs> now I'm the king, <laughs> the queen of. Well, I'm glad you have a. Uh, I'm sorry, a I'm distracting now. you guys. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. Yeah, we'll, I know. We'll... It's so exciting. 
We were discussing and the so, Selena. Oh, I was just gonna say. <laughs> Live stuff is fun. <laughs> Good. Go ahead, Micah. No, no, please. Are we all on a delay now or something? <laughs> what happened? I must be lagging a bit here. No. Yeah, I think so. I think everything sounds. It's Selena playing with all her toys. Yeah. Stop. Stop having fun. Um, okay, so, so well, let's try to get back on track so, here. So, P Pottermore. Uh, we, we also, like I said, we got some information mm -hmm. on Professor Kettleburn. Um, J.K. Rowling said, Kettleburn was a lovable, if eccentric man, and his continuing employment at the school was evidence of the great affection in which staff and students held him. He finished his career with only one arm and half a leg. Dumbledore presented him with a full set of enchanted wooden limbs on his retirement, a gift that had to be replaced regularly since, because Kettleburn's habit of visiting dragon sanctuaries in his spare time meant that his prosthetics were frequently set on fire. I thought that was pretty funny and kind of classic rolling writing. Uh, I agree. Why did Dumbledore give him the wooden limbs at the end of his career? That is, as a retirement gift. Wouldn't you think that he'd give them to him, like, as soon as he lost his limbs so that he could continue teaching in his former capacity? Yeah, maybe perhaps as... Well, I think it was just... I think Kettleburn like, was just ready oh, to lost leave your anyway. Leg? Here's your leg. <laughs> yeah. I think Kettleburn was just ready to leave anyway, maybe, and he decided that this uh, that was his parting gift, Dumbledore's parting gift to Kettleburn. Yes, yes. Well, I remember in the book there's a line that's Mr. Kettleburn, Professor Kettleburn, would like to spend time with his remaining limbs. So I always found that to be quite funny. <laughs> um, but but in all seriousness, J.K. Rowling did talk about Aunt Marge's love for bulldogs. Marge is a large and unpleasant woman whose main interest in life is breeding bulldogs. She believes in corporal punishment and plain speaking, which is what she calls being offensive. Marge is secretly in love with a neighbor called Col Colonel, Colonel Fubster. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, who looks after her dogs when she is away. He will never marry her. And this is, this is the part where I was like, oh, okay, here comes the lesbian revelation. He will never marry her due to her truly horrible personality. This unrequited passion fuels a lot of her nasty behavior to other people. What does that have to do with the lesbian revelation? No, it doesn't. But just before you came in, I was saying that it, J.K. Rowling needs to drop major bombs in Pottermore. Because remember... Yeah. Make when it she, right when she added Dumbledore, I mean, you, I was in, we were in New York City, and I went in a taxi cab, and on the radio, they're talking about Dumbledore being gay. Like, she needs yeah. another, another big revelation like that. <sighs> Much. So. Yeah, that's true. This isn't that interesting. I mean, it's great to know, but you know, who cares about Kettleburn? Maybe that's just. Yeah, me. I care about Kettleburn. Okay, I'm sorry, Eric. He's asleep. He's a sleeper head. He's gonna be like. At the end of this, when book three is done, we're going to say, you know what? Kettleburn was probably the most insightful character ever, and we didn't even know it. He didn't even have any have lines. I, I don't think so. <laughs> There's going to be. Uh, how about Sir Cadigan, though? He was a he was a pimp. I mean, he had See, three wives, seventeen children. <laughs> wow. I love it. He's like a king of England. See, I didn't care for him in the book, but now this makes him more interesting to me. Because why? Because he had three. Wives <laughs> and seventeen kids, yeah. yeah, yeah, and none of them are in the painting. So I wonder what he did to estrange himself from all the rest of them that 
he should be alone on his pony. Did he love that pony more than he ever loved his wife and kids? He's not Aberforth, first of all. Mm-hmm. Secondly, <laughs> it's, oh, it well, says Mike, the pony doesn't. Uh, it said the pony doesn't like him very much. Right. Unrequited love probably fools his uh, personality or feeds his personality. Um, you know, there's still the kind of the issue with Pottermore. There's not much to do after you go through the stuff once. That's going to be my new fair approach to this is saying that there's not much to do when you go to do it more than once. You can go in and you can do duels and there's the other games. Um... But you can't, there's just, uh, what else, you know, what else is there to happen? Maybe maybe the trick is waiting like I have, because I'm looking forward to during this Christmas break season, I'm looking forward to completing, uh, well, let's say starting Chamber of Secrets and then going to where we currently are in Prisoner of Azkaban, because I haven't done it yet. So I'm actually looking forward to kind of spending maybe about, how long do you think it'll take? Like maybe 12 hours or so, tops? No. Less? 12 minutes? I'm looking forward at some point during Christmas break. I have to spend 12 minutes and get through Pottermore. So I'm very, I'm looking forward (laughs) to that. You can find the time. It's my Christmas present to myself. Well, that's very, very nice. I've actually done that over the course of the last couple of days. You know, just exploring the end of Chamber of Secrets and then the next set of chapters of Prisoner of Azkaban. And there's, as you said, Andrew. I mean, once you go through it the first time, I really don't know why you'd go back. There's there's no incentive for you to return. So, some people do I, like. I think they have to work with, on that. Yeah, some people do like the dueling. Some people like uh, the potion brewing. For me personally, it's not my type of thing. Uh, I'd no, rather cook in it's real so life. Dull. Yeah, I know you get something out of it, right? Right. Yeah. Calories. I think <laughs> yeah, well, most people are in it for the new information, like you said at the yeah. beginning of the discussion. Right. Okay, so what else is going on in the news, Micah? Enough about Pottermore until next time. Before we continue with today's show, we'd like to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of MuggleCast, Audible is offering you a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out. They're a very helpful service. I have two recommendations for you this week. They're both very popular right now and both must-reads. First, The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. It's Tolkien's Lord of the Rings prequel, of course. Absolutely loved by fans of Middle-earth. And my other recommendation is Life of Pi by Jan Martel. Now, the reason I bring up both of these books is because they have both had film versions released in the past month or so. But quite frankly, the books are better. The, the films are getting great reviews, but if, 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 if you check out comparisons between the books and the films, you will see that the original versions by J.R.R. Tolkien and Jan Martel, respectively, are much more beloved. So whether you've seen The Hobbit or Life of Pi in theaters or not, get the book so you can experience the better version of the story, and why not try it as an audiobook and consume the story just like you do an episode of MuggleCast. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast to get an audiobook, perhaps Life of Pi or The Hobbit, for absolutely free. And we thank Audible for their support of the show. Let's talk about drinking. Ooh, Yay. my favorite subject, especially during the holidays. It's true. Uh, but apparently the Wizarding World has sold their 5 millionth butterbeer. 
So they decided to give away free drinks in the park. Hey. Yeah, that's um, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Five million butterbeers in only what? Uh, park opened in July 2010, so two and a half years. Yeah, that's five million good. is is a five million is a lot. I'm sorry, that's a that's how a many lot. people I, have been through the park though? There must be more. Way I don't more. know if they've said they've had. Didn't they have like a number guest? Like a one billionth guest got a a free cuppa as well. Hmm. Like not that's not, not necessarily billion. Did you say billion? Uh, yeah. I'm I don't saying, think they're a billion people. But, but they, um, well, if they've sold five million butterbeers, you know, uh, yeah. you know well, they, I figure, I figure everybody who's been to the park, unless they really hate sugar or sweets, would get a butterbeer. You have to. It's like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So I would assume, and then I wonder, because like, I probably a total, we should go around the table and find out everybody's answer, but I think I've probably had 20 butterbeers at this point. So... What yeah. does this mean for, you know, is it five million there? unique people? I guess not. No, it has to be five million actual butterbeers. Yeah, there's five million people in Denmark, just to put it in perspective. <laughs> all of Denmark has we could all have to had a butterbeer. <laughs> Selena, I know you haven't been, but um, Eric been. and Micah, how many butterbeers do you think you've you've had? Uh, me easily easily ten or fifteen. Maybe. Which is reasonable. I mean, I've been there three or four. I've been there three or four separate times. So, mm-hmm. if I have them two or three times each time I go, maybe right. ten times. Yeah. Um, but I will five. say I probably probably had only had five, times. Micah. Five. I think so. I mean, I've only been there twice. And oh, you had the fire whiskey. Yeah. I went to the Hogshead. Had the Hogshead brew. Yeah, that's okay. I like Strongbow. Uh, we've talked about this on the show before. They offer Strongbow in the park on ta- on tap, which I think is really great. Um, so I've I've had that a lot there. That is alcoholic. One day would I'm actually going to consider. I was going to say, would they ever consider making the butter beer alcoholic? I don't think so, because they like that same taste for everybody. I think that was their original concern: is that we want this to taste the same for everybody, whether or not it's the alcoholic version or not. So, um. Yeah, I, I think they uh, – no, I don't think you'll see that. But you can bring your own flask into the park. Like this gift was <laughs> like given to me. people. Oh, well, it's so cool. I, I was given this for Christmas, a hypable flask. So my next Wizarding World trip, I will be bringing this and pouring some Fireball whiskey, I think, into the butterbeer. That would be a good mix. You should just hold cool. it up the whole podcast, you know, branding. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Here's a um... – a perspective thing. So I found an old article about the Universal Orlando's first million butterbeers. And so it sold its first million um, on January 6th. And again, a thousand lucky guests got free butterbeer when they did that. Um, that was So that was one million butterbeer beginning of last year. So they've essentially sold four million butterbeers in two years. So two million a year. And you can divide that by 12 to get how many butterbeers they sell a month. Let's do the math. That and is then, 166,000 butterbeers a month. And then, and then multiply like 5 million by how much do those things cost? Like 6 bucks, 7 bucks? Oh, God. <laughs> how much money they're making. It's a lot of money. Somebody yeah. did the estimate. Uh, the guys over at Inside the Magic. How much does it cost? Does anybody in the chat know maybe? Um... Butterbeer. By the way, if you are watching live on YouTube, you can add comments. It's basically a chat room. Um, Super Nikki ninety. Oh, there are people watching us. Yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, we you just... didn't tell us this. I would have put on clothes. No, I did. 
Uh, <laughs> Super Nikki ninety six says the thinks the butterbeer at the studio tour was horrible. Is it the same as the Orlando one? I think it's the same thing. But you know, I hear English people they don't like sweet stuff as much as Americans do. So maybe you're just not accustomed to that sweeter taste. We were born with it, raised on it. Right. I know David Heyman does not like the sweets. I remember he mentioned that. He says he doesn't like the butterbeer because he doesn't like how sweet it is. So maybe that's maybe that's your problem. Um, nobody knows the price of the butterbeer, but that's okay. That's okay. I, think I was pretty sure, isn't it like three something for the regular and then five for the frozen? I could be uh, wrong. Is it as cheap as three? Let me just Google it. Price of butterbeer in <laughs> Wizarding World. Google will know. I better know. Uh, uh, well, I'm not going to slow the show down with this, but somebody somebody must know. I don't see it on here, actually. Okay, anyway, let's move on. Um, I'll get this next story, Micah. The Hunger Games... Well, hold on. Uh, Facebook, you know, now that it's end of the year, everybody's doing these end-of-year lists to reflect on the year that was. And I thought this was interesting. Facebook did a list of most read books, most watched movies, most this, most that. And the most read books of 2012, The Hunger Games was number one, of course. Um, actually, it took up the top three spots. Then number four was Fifty Shades of Grey. Then number five was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, and, yay! Yeah, That's I don't so know. Nice. Yeah, it is. But I wonder how Facebook calculated this. I'm guessing it's the number of people who added Harry Potter to their Facebook profile under books. That's my best guess because I don't know. Yeah, well, they have apps too that are like they, they you know, they want you to, they want you to, oh, get the book app, and then nobody can see it on your feed, but you see it and you update it. Like um, the Frapper map was the same thing. Like places I've visited in the world, I like spent all this time putting it all in there, and then after the Facebook changed, I couldn't find it anymore. But the app is still installed, probably collecting my data and figuring out who I talked to. So maybe they know through one of those features, like the books that, that they've read, or maybe they're hunting our statuses. Yeah, spying on us through our webcams. Yeah. I don't think it's... It's not surprising, though, given that the movie came out this year, right? That that would be one of the most read books of the year. The Hunger Games? Yeah. What? Yeah. Movie? Oh. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Hunger Games, is like that's been blowing up, especially because of the movie. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey, we've talked about on the show before. I was just surprised that Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone would show up there. Yeah, the first book. To think that people would even start with the first book, but you know. Well, I would hope people would start with the first book. Well, you know, the, the I feel the film is so close to it that you don't necessarily need to. Um, mm. But I don't know. Unless you just want to read. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, by the way, I've looked at a lot of these end of the year lists and and. This one is the only one that Harry Potter is on, so... Oh, <laughs> well, thanks for that. Yeah, not glad the... you found it in order to mention... Well, it could signal a, re- a trend. Maybe Harry Potter is actually, back. actually being introduced to a new uh, generation of people. Yeah, or no, it definitely... I don't see why not. I mean, Pottermore certainly helps in that case with the e-books. I mean, the e-books were introduced this year, right? Did they come out that... Yeah, they came out this year. Yeah, they came yeah, out this, this year. year. In March. Or April. Um, okay, do you want to get the next story, Micah, or shall I? Hey, guys, check I'll it out. I'll just read the headline. Check it okay. out, guys. I'm, I'm Daniel Radcliffe. Ah, uh, yes, you were referring to <laughs> his new film, Horns. <laughs> well done. Wow, what a nice transition. I'm, I'm keeping this. I'm keeping this. Well, these. let's talk about the, Well, I don't even think that's a story, is it? 
What? No, that's not a story. Horns? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking through the uh, the document here, but I'll read the headline and then you guys can talk about it. Uh, Rupert Grint's rep confirms he's back as Ron for Harry Potter theme park filming. Yes. Yay! Uh, um, so there's been a lot of craziness in the entertainment world because there was an article from The Sun that said that Helena Bonham Carter and other cast members are back at Leapson Studios filming a, quote, new or ninth Harry Potter movie, depending on what sleazy entertainment website you read. Um, you read either new Harry Potter movie or ninth Harry Potter movie. Of course, it's a good headline, but the truth is, at least, I mean, there's no confirmation, but, and you know, nobody's certainly denying a new Harry Potter movie, but the logical explanation for this filming is that they're filming for the Wizarding World expansion in Orlando, which is supposed to be Diagon Alley and the um, Gringotts Thrill Ride. And so there was, uh, I think it was Snitch Seeker who reached out to Rupert Grint's reps, and they said, yes, he is filming at Leaves Inn for Harry Potter related, but they wouldn't say what it was. I mean, I'm surprised they even confirmed it. Um, the mm. Universal is probably a little it's, pissed It's probably the that. next film, right? I mean, <laughs> right, Harry Potter be. 9. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, and now, you know, you start putting the pieces together while Rupert's filming and Helena Bonham Carter is filming. So this seems to lend to the theory that they are actually doing Gringotts thrill ride. And like with Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey in Orlando, this will probably be something where you'll, you'll see scenes throughout the ride. Yeah. If you go on Forbidden Journey right now, you see the trio, and at the end you see a huge group of people. So who knows how many cast members are actually involved with this. But what do you guys think of, of this? I, I think it was so funny that – sorry. I thought it was so funny that people were actually saying ninth Harry Potter film. Like, of course it's not a ninth Harry Potter film. They're filming in secret. If they ever did something like that, it would just blow up everywhere, you know? Well, and when and when they said the ninth Harry Potter film, the first th my first thought going through my head is, why is Helena Bonham Carter going to be in it? You know, <laughs> if it's well, a if it's a continuation, obviously she's dead. Um, but but b in general, if you're going to make any new Harry Potter film at all, Helena Bonham Carter is not the actress you think would show up for it to record. Like it's like missing moments between Ron and Bellatrix. I mean, duh. that's the thing. So Rupert Grant was on, and I'm like, no. Well, then once we thought about oh the Gringotts scene, that makes sense because um, they have to impersonate Bellatrix to get into the vault, and Ron yeah. has a big moment in front of the dragon. So. Yeah, very clearly, like, it makes total sense based on the cast uh, casting call um, or whoever's, you know, been showing up that it would be a Gringotts scene. Because I, I didn't think Bellatrix shared a whole lot of screen time with anybody else. But it, I mean, it was... Is it is it just me? or I, I mean, I don't really see that as being newsworthy. I mean, I, I get why it's news, but you, they're filming something that not everybody is going to end up seeing. Well, wasn't... Wasn't wasn't it the Guardian or somebody? Because I, I think I read it first on the Guardian, and I was like, I remember the Guardian being like a tabloid over there, just like reaching for news at times. Yeah, no, well, the Guardian, no, no, right? They can they can be hit or miss, right? I mean, they can come up with. No, they're pretty BS. big news. They're one of the main newspapers in the UK, okay. so I'd say they're pretty reliable. I was mistaken, but uh, you know, again, it just got blown up out of proportion. Ninth Harry Potter film, somebody saw that gem of a news story and was just yeah. like, we can run with this. And mm -hmm. advertising dollars were made and people were confused. I just feel like it's stretching for news. 
Well, no, I disagree because they haven't. They're filming at Leaveston Studios, which is really cool. Um, and they haven't been back there since filming Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. So I don't know. No, it doesn't excite you, Mike. It excites me. Nope. Oh, what's wrong with you? Where's your holiday spirit? That's got nothing to do with holiday spirit. Yes, it does. You're like, wow, this isn't news. This is the biggest story we have right now. <laughs> Aside from Marge being a lesbian. Yeah. Except for that. When is that happening? Oh. Um, I, I, think I think it's cool. Yeah. No, let's dwell yeah. on it more. It's huge let's news. Dwell on it. Okay, come on. Uh, we ahead. want to talk go about it. Now, there's something else to say, but I think it is exciting. I genuinely you know believe I think it's exciting. <laughs> I think it's exciting, and I don't even get to see it, probably, because I don't get to go over there. But it's still fun. It's fun that, that the actors are still semi-involved with some Harry Potter-related stuff, you know? In terms of the fandom, I think that's kind of nice that Rupert Grint still gets to be Ron for a little while longer. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. And, you know, remember the big when it was big news when, oh, they reshot the Harry Potter epilogue. They're going down. Yeah, going yeah. Back going back to Hogwarts. By the way, we know this for sure is for the theme park because when I emailed Warner Brothers for a comment, they passed me on to Universal. <laughs> so that kind of gave it away. Yeah. Um, Oops. Yeah. But whatever. So, so um, what are people in the what, chat saying about this? They're agreeing with you. Uh, they're saying, uh, Tyler says, Micah is being a Grinch. Um, I just read, uh, Micah's big hat is distracting. That's what I read. I like it. Oh, yeah, but Butterbeer is $3. I can't believe that. I, th- I thought it was more. That uh, Monkey Bear wrote that. Thank you, Monkey Bear. Um, well, I heard also the Souvenir Cup runs $10. Ten. Right. Uh, according to Monkey Bear. So. But if you just buy one of those, then, then I think the refills are 3 bucks. so... Huh. Star Kid Turner said, Eric is so pretty. Uh, One thing I've uh-huh. so far. Kaylin Smith says, oh my god, horns. She gets your uh, joke. Wrong holiday. I'm the Grinch, but yet Eric's wearing horns for Christmas. Yeah, you know, I actually looked into horns, like the, the plot. You know, I, I kind of read a, a summary, and it seems quite terrifying, and it's going to be the film that... Uh, really scares us I think from about Daniel Radcliffe like even in the woman in black I could still see him as kind of you know good into acting and innocent but horns is dark some is some dark s-h-u-t so but he already did Equus so I think we're all pretty familiar with his well, darkness. how many people have seen Equus and there was never an HBO presents uh, a live performance of Equus right so unless you saw it live Equus slipped I think under your radar are you transitioning into the next story? No. Is there a next story? Well, there was some weird social networking news. Go ahead, Micah. Read the headline again. One sec. <laughs> Dan Radcliffe officially joins Google Plus to stop imposters on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> I think Mike is under the influence of something. Wasn't this J.K. Like Rowling's eggnog? reason? Wasn't this yep. J.K. Rowling's reason for getting on Twitter? was because people were pretending to be her and she had... Right. Yeah. This is, this is so weird to me. Dan Radcliffe joins Google+, Plus, like the lamest social network out there right now. By the way, this Google Hangout brought to you by Google+, Plus, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Thank you, Google. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I love Google+, Plus for the Google Hangout feature. Um, but he said, this has mainly come about because of the amount of people that I meet who tell me that they have contacted me on, quote, Twitter or Facebook when I know that's impossible because I don't belong to either one of those sites. Now that I have this Google Plus page, there will be an outlet for accurate information, and hopefully 
People will not waste their time giving credence to people pretending to be me. Here's what bothers me. He's joining Google Plus to thwart the imposters on Twitter and Facebook. That's, that's, how is that going to work? You, you can still make a fake Dan Radcliffe Twitter or fake Dan Radcliffe Facebook. Yeah. I don't really care. I don't get it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and I uh, wrote that. I, I agree with you, though. Silly. I just think it's silly. Well, yeah, it's like he doesn't at, understand like how how it works, or his publicist, or whoever is doing this. Yeah, and I remember one time well, Dan Radcliffe said, "I don't do Twitter because I couldn't keep up with it." It's like, well, Dan, you don't have to look at your at replies. I mean, sorry, you're not going to be bigger than Lady Gaga, and Lady Gaga seems to handle it just fine. But then again, I mean, there are some stars who just they don't want to get into it. So maybe it's like a protest. It's like screw yeah. your Twitter and your Facebook. I have Google Plus, which nobody uses. I yeah. don't know. Maybe he's yeah. sponsored by them. Like I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, maybe Google could have paid him to do a Google Plus account. Who They're, knows? That's always possible. But but what's even if he was to go and get Facebook or Twitter, what's the value if you don't use it? I mean, look at J.K. Rowling. She doesn't really <laughs> actively use Twitter. I, the, I'm value is I don't... That, the value is that when you Google Dan Radcliffe Twitter, you'll find a real Twitter account, whereas now if you Google that, you'll probably just find fake accounts. Right. The value is that we know J.K. Rowling is that boring instead of being the J.K. Rowling who tweets every day and we're like following well, didn't her. Didn't she recently join Facebook too? Yeah, she's an official Facebook, but again, it's not run by her, I, I think. Um, but the the advantage of Dan Radcliffe having a Google Plus account is that it is nice where there's a source for reputable information. I mean, that's true. That's that's valid. So that's the good part about it. But everything else just totally doesn't make sense about it. He has some nice stuff on here. He's got some pictures from various projects, and he, it's been updated plenty so far. Speaking of impersonating celebrities, TDA's Porch Yaremi says, Hi, I am Selena Gomez. Enough so with the Selena Gomez. We have, we have Selena Gomez in the chat. Yeah, bane of my existence. And uh, what else is going on in the news, Micah? We did we did have an ask out to, for uh, Dan to uh, join us in the hangout, but uh, that didn't happen. You wouldn't join us. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Got something else going on. All right. Uh, final bit of news here. Uh, Harry Potter page to screen, the complete filmmaking journey video was released, and it explains the $1,000 price tag associated with it. In your opinion, does it explain it, or does it explain it away? It's ridiculous. $1,000. It's completely, like, these prices are getting ludicrous. Oh, yeah, we all, re the... we all remember the Harry Potter, what is it called, Wizards Collection? That was, yep. what, 500 bucks, something like that? And to top that, here's something that retails for $1,000. Now, this does look pretty cool. Um, it comes. We all remember Harry Potter page to screen, the the filmmaking book. I think Micah, you have it, right? Yeah, that was good. Me, me too. I have it. Okay, it, it's good, right? Grab it right now. It's right behind me on the bookshelf somewhere. It's good, right? Good, good book. Yeah, hold on. Okay, so then in this set they added six volumes, including books on. Graphic design, creatures, costumes, special effects. Uh, uh, this I thought was cool. A book of the paintings of Hogwarts. Like all the mm -hmm. paintings within Hogwarts. So it's neat oh. stuff. 
did you I, I don't know if you guys have, have seen those at your at any of the exhibitions your exhibitions but um, at the Leibson Studios when you go on the tour there's an entire section full of paintings like there's a whole wall that's just oh, cool. it's massive and there's all these different paintings and I specifically remember because there's a painting with the name <laughs> Selena on it and I'm like my name is in the story kind of but um, yeah no it's really cool so you get to see them all really up close so it's cool you get to see that in there too yeah, the problem is just that it's a thousand dollars. I mean, this yeah, is for anybody. yeah, you might as well just go to the studios, no matter they, where you are in the world. They should have gone the uh, the free information route and put it on Wiki or something. Or Pottermore. Or Pottermore. I mean, you know, Mike, hold it up again. I turned on, switch to your camera. There hey, we what's, go. What's cameraman? Oh, it's uh, so I can. And show it. this is how much it weighs. <laughs> I don't know if that, that, that was Micah was just crushing small animals. <laughs> um, so yeah, a thousand dollars for this baby, and three thousand copies worldwide. So Warner Brothers is kind of taking the limited edition approach, high price, limited. To to they figure they can sell three thousand of these, um, and if they can, great. But I won't be buying. Did MuggleNet try to get a review copy? That's what I would have done. Free $1,000 product. No it's comment. On, Nobody it's knows. On, it's on its way to me. It's on its way. <laughs> Under lock and what? key so nobody can steal it from the UPS man. Yeah. yeah. Make a quick grand off of it. Oh, my gosh. Do you, I, I can only imagine what that poor person uh, carrying some of this stuff feels like afterwards. That's the I wonder thing. how I many copies they're going to sell. Uh, by the way, Live Serious said 299 for a Wizard Collection at Costco right now. That's the complete box set. Costco is only in America, though. I think so. Mm, okay, I still own most of what I'm getting in that collection, though. And uh, we actually did get a comment from Dan Radcliffe about joining today, and he said, "Sorry, pen and paper are my priority at the moment." <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of him to let us know. Uh, you know what's really cool? Putting that line uh, in the chat. Really cool as I, as I posted that we were doing a show right now on MuggleNet, and then somebody else posted the fact that we were uh, that Aloha Moore is doing a live show on Friday, December the twenty eighth. So, oh, really appreciate okay. that. I oh, hey. you meant right now. No, that would have probably been even worse. Uh, but <laughs> I don't get it. Where was that posted? What are you saying in the MuggleNet chat? No, on the MuggleNet site. Oh, awesome. So we just got we just got what what do you even call that? Like um, yeah, trolled, post bombed, trolled. post bombed. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I was supposed to um, announce that on this show. Actually, I was asked by the Alohomora team to announce their live show. Um, which for details, you can go on the MuggleNet site and look under the post announcing this post. No, you can't. Forget that now. <laughs> you removed it. You removed it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, Man, Mike is loose. Much of a cringe. <laughs> I know. Mike wow. is loose. It's like uncut. Speaking of plugs, I've I've been meaning to talk about this on MuggleCast. I have been I I have a revelation to tell everybody. This is my big announcement. I have been living a secret double life as a weekly podcaster. Uh, what? Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? I know. <laughs> the MuggleCast, the good old days with MuggleCast. I'm doing a show with my friend Mason now. It used to be with Ben. Now it's with Mason. Called Hype. And if you if you miss That's some a good weekly, show. thank you, Micah. We had Micah on had Micah on recently, and uh, it was it was fun having him on. Uh, Hypepodcast.com, and we do it weekly. Now 
here's the scary part. We are charging for it. It's three ninety nine a month, but the reason we're doing that is so we can make sure we get it out weekly. And you know, the, the reason we don't do MuggleCast as often anymore is because you know we all have other things going on. But so by charging for it, we can it's make about it a time we made money off a of podcast. <laughs> I'm still waiting for iTunes to let us charge for podcasts. That that'll be the day. <laughs> Weekly yeah. MuggleCast as soon as we can start charging 99 cents per episode. That would be great. Um, so visit hypepodcast.com if you uh, there's free samples of the show on there if you want to give it a try before before you subscribe and you can cancel anytime. And we have a lot of fun on there talking about general entertainment and also just uh, our lives in general. It's a good time. Thank you. That is the audience reacting to every episode because they are applauded. So are we just plugging other podcasts here? Is that what we're doing? Well, I mean, hey, we always do it, but we never plug hype, so. That's true. Whatever. Back off. What do you want to plug? Considering we have three people on here, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. You guys guys plug in every episode. Go ahead. Talk about Game of Thrones. we haven't done an episode in like two months. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what do you want to plug? Who's doing the plug? Goo! I'm doing doing it. Goo. Welcome to our next episode of Game of Owns. (laughs) Eric, Mike, and Selena are here. We are here, and we're kicking ass, and wearing pirate hats, and it's awesome. You can't say that on MuggleCast, can you? Oh, I can't say but I can on Game of Owns. Um, That's what this is now. No, okay, so we're just going to plug Game of Owns. Um, I'm not doing it. I just introed it. You just did it. Well, good job, guys. Tab881 in uh, the comments says that she loves hype. She says it's fun, so thank you for that. Oh, and yes, uh, somebody referenced uh, Who Hype. And oh, Who Hype. I was just an episode of that. Uh, there will be a special episode of Who Hype coming up because of the Doctor Who Christmas special. Ooh, with Ellie and, Darcy Alden. Now, look, the reason we're sitting here shamelessly plugging our podcast is because Harry Potter, it's sort of dwindling a little bit, and we're, we're interested in getting into other podcasts. So, you know, if you like listening to MuggleCast, I can assure you, you're going to like talking about these other ones that uh, we talk about. Anyway, um, we also wanted to reflect on the year that was with uh, MuggleCast. We had out a good amount of episodes. Um, I'm going to look through the replies here. We asked on Twitter... Who follow, people who follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash MuggleCast. What was your favorite MuggleCast moment of the year? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chillin43 said episode in episode 250, Laura getting news by Toucan. You know, I'm, I'm happy to report Laura, as of two days ago, is now back in the United States of America. Permanently? Yes. Bring out the applause sound effects for that. She's back in the U.S. Isn't that nice? So maybe we'll we'll force her onto a muggle cast or two in the future. Um, my dog says no. <laughs> Annie Sharman says episode two fifty. Micah calls J.K. Rowling's new book the New Testament, and Ben says you've been talking about it for half an hour despite little info. Oh, that sounds like Ben complaining about us talking too much on the Harry Potter podcast. I called it the New Testament. I think so. Well, according to that, episode two fifty was apparently a hit. That's the second person yeah. who said, hey, 250, favorite episode. We got a lot of comments about the Live at LeakyCon. Angie Brewer said, watching Live at LeakyCon and giving Micah a birthday card. We'd oh, all remember yeah, that. that was oh. nice. That was nice. You still have it? Where is it? I do. Uh, hold on. I might have it here. 
Oh, the effects didn't move. This is weird. M- yeah, there's, like, there's like a specter, Micah. Like a faceless man. Magonet's uh, Keith also said the live birthday wish to Micah oh. at LeakyCon. Um, Terrence, our, our friend Terrence from Hogwarts Radio said live LeakyCon where Sim says this chair is for every muggle caster who has died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Thankfully is none of us, just so yes. people know. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah so um so that so 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 that's that when what was your favorite in, moment you know i i don't know i'd have to look back through the um through of the, all the episodes we did this year i know well you know what <laughs> if, I, if i had a chance to to skip through then that would that would that would be helpful um mm-hmm. and remind myself but anybody in the chat who has other moments Feel free to feel free to shout them out, and we'll read them on the show. It's hard to remember sometimes things mm-hmm. that happen, but I think we had another good. Another I liked good it year. before um, Casual Vacancy came out, and we were all super excited for it. Oh and yeah, out, and we weren't really, but this before was a... it was fun. Well, I was I was looking forward to big mm. midnight release parties. Yeah. Uh, I I know I remember talking about that a lot, and that didn't happen so. So yeah, okay, but the excitement, so, you know, we can never take. They can never take that away from us. Never. You will never take our excitement. Okay, now it's time for the top seven moments, Harry Woo! Potter moments of 2012. Oh. Led by pretty, Eric. Yes. Somebody in the YouTube comments just said, "It is not dwindling." Unforgivable imperious that was. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it just proves. Okay, so we were able to find the top seven moments of 2012. There were moments in Harry Potter history that happened this year, and these are the top seven. And I must admit, I had help with this. Um, The MuggleNet News interns, uh, Veronica, Claire, Jessica, and Laura, helped um, with, you know, kind of picking out stories, and I arranged them into just a general top seven. I wouldn't say that we can... Maybe we can arrange them afterwards as to, like, what's the biggest, but essentially here are the top seven biggest stories and this includes some of these stories have like multiple dates um but the first one does not the first one is the beginning of january uh january 6th rotten tomatoes awarded a golden tomato to deathly hallows part two calling it the best reviewed film of the year the reason this is a top moment for me is because it signaled the last time that deathly hallows part two would receive any honor at all oh uh you know, but but also it's a big deal. The fact that a Harry Potter film gets best reviewed. I mean, especially if you are a book purist or if you're not a book purist, you had different feelings like the Harry uh, Voldemort face merge that I think would have caused you to review the film negatively. And yet it scored best reviewed and it got a golden tomato from Rotten Tomatoes. So I think it's I think it's I think it's Sorry, furthermore furthermore I see Rotten Tomatoes thank you furthermore Rotten Tomatoes is being used literally everywhere now to determine how good a movie is I'm seeing it yeah. on applications you you can attest to this Andrew like it just yeah. seems like everybody gives a damn about the tomato rating these yeah days. well because 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 there's so many reviews online these days it's like well how do I decide what what is the general consensus here and 
there's two sites for that, Rotten Tomatoes and then Metacritic. But Rotten Tomatoes is much more popular, I think. And yeah, so it is it is a good honor. That's a good it, choice for It's more fun, right? With the squishy tomatoes and you get yeah. the tomatoes at each other. So Sure. Oh, I've people, never done that part, but yeah. People like playing with food. Um but no, our our second top moment um then is later that month and the subsequent month, so January and February. The Academy Awards nominations come out. Now, remember, the beginning of the year, there was this big Deathly Hallows push. Warner Brothers released, like, four-year consideration videos, and the stars and the producers and the directors were all talking about how important it would be for Harry Potter to achieve an Oscar. And that, you know, they were were willing to submit four-year consideration. Well, in the end, on January 24th, it was revealed that Potter secured only three nominations, um, which is far less than they were hoping for. I believe they were all technical nominations. And at the following month, February 26th, Harry Potter failed to receive an Oscar. And this is, so, to date, the Harry <laughs> Potter... Name. Maybe this is why they're doing a ninth film, guys. Another <laughs> chance. Another chance. Um, but really, so the Harry Potter series as of February 24th, this isn't necessarily a happy top moment of the year, but I'd say it's pretty definitive it's that Harry noting, Potter will not receive an Oscar. What do you guys think? It's definitely worth noting because that was, I, I still think that's ridiculous. Yeah, and we it all remember WB's huge marketing campaign. I still remember the billboards. I was thinking about that recently because now their big push is The Dark Knight. And they're doing the same thing as they did last year because both films came out in July. Um, now they're pushing the Deathly Hallows DVD or the Dark Knight Rises DVD, but also doing the Oscar campaigning in the same exact in the same exact billboard ad, at least in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a shame because they released that nice book that can for your consideration, Harry Potter book, and I can't believe that was the beginning of this year. It feels like so much longer just... ago. It's just ridiculous because, I mean, not only could you could you make the argument that the last film should receive some kind of summarizing honor for all of the films like Lord of the Rings did, and even if you didn't believe that, I think that the last film was one of the best ones the series has done. So I think it's it's silly that it, you know, didn't at least get nominated for Best Picture. Did it? It didn't, did it? No. Okay. Crystal yeah. Flower 999 said the ninth film's working title is Harry Potter and the Golden Oscar. <laughs> That's a good idea. Do you think do you think Hollywood would take the hint? Do you think Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're well, only doing this because we need an Oscar. <laughs> I know we touched on this some, but I was really surprised that they didn't recognize the series in any way. I think Selena touched yeah. on this a little bit. Um for everything that it it had done. I mean, you're talking about and I know Bond may have passed since uh, with the new movie that came out, but at the time, you know, the highest-grossing franchise ever. Yeah, in so eight how films. Do you, how do you not recognize it? in and eight Bond films? Done, and Bond has done twenty-three films. Yeah, um, it was tre- tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Like what Harry Potter has done for the economy. <laughs> is, <laughs> if nothing is, else, is a, the fiscal cliff would have been six months ago if not for Harry Potter. But no, I'm I'm just saying, like in general, you're right. You know, lesser. I want. I don't want to say lesser awards shows. I don't want to get offended or offend people, but um, other award ah. shows managed to take some time and award Harry Potter. I mean, when I was going through this, um, you know, our upcoming Moment Year in Review, looking for these stories, um, you know, I saw all these little different awards that 
you know, Rupert Grint um, accepted. Even Chris Columbus uh, picked up an award for, or from like the American Film Institute on behalf of the Harry Potter cast. That'll happen this year. There's still these little awards, little tributes that happened. But I think what the the biggest thing about this story was is that the Oscars, the Academy itself, did not care, and they did not do such a thing. They ignored um, this, you know, great British achievement. Um, you know, yeah. They're produced by Warner Brothers, which is an American film, so that's the other thing. Even though there are so many British people, you know, and it, and Lord knows the Harry Potter films have won a lot of Bas- BAFTAs, I think. I don't think I'm mistaken in saying that. But it would have been nice for the Academy, who we still hold as the Hollywood authority, to have given some kind of award or, as you say, even a tribute uh, to Potter. Yep. Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. And then... On to our news story. This could actually be argued as the top news story of the year. Um, this oh. is the th- if you're for those of you who are counting, for those of you who are keeping track, this is number three of our top seven moments of the year, and it's multiple moments condensed into one. The casual vacancy by J.K. Rowling. Well, it's important because it was J.K. Rowling's first book post Harry Potter. Agreed. And they even attempted to market it in a in a very exciting way, I think, based on like the tapered release of the title and the book and the date, and also how little we knew about it for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of mystery about it, and in the end, there probably shouldn't have been because it wasn't a mystery <laughs> book, you know? Like not because it was no, no. Well, and <laughs> but you just know, because it sent the wrong, it gave the wrong idea. They played down expectations from the beginning. They were saying, it doesn't matter. We're not going to compare sales numbers to uh, Harry Potter because it was Little Brown. This is the first time J.K. Rowling has worked with Little Brown as well. She previously worked in the U.S. with Scholastic for all the Harry Potter books Mm -hmm. in Bloomsbury in the U.K. But for Casual Vacancy, it was Little Brown worldwide. And they said, you know, we're not not expecting J.K. Rowling. She has no pressure to um, do particular sales numbers. It's... But I'm sure they were expecting it to be a big success. And I think by their <laughs> by their standards, this was a great success. Because honestly, um, you know, it's hard to sell a book these days. And Little Brown, probably their last big success was probably Twilight. So they were looking forward to casual vacancy, and they got it. I had no idea that Little Brown did Twilight. No, I was just yeah, that's say. part of the reason why J.K. Rowling went with Little Brown. I weren't you aware of that? She said, "No, I was completely they, not aware of that." They were. They. She said, "I love Twilight, and this is going to be my publisher now." I feel like you're <laughs> screw you, Scholastic. Get yeah. out of here. You didn't do good enough for me. Uh, no, they, so, J.K. Rowling had no attachment to Twilight. So, so running through the dates here, again, this is still the casual vacancy, but we found the title and the release date, and the website were launched on March 12th, and then it was released, the book itself was released on September 27th. So we had about six months to really get into the idea of the new J.K. Rowling book. Um, October 17th then, 20 days after the book was released, J.K. Rowling toured and um, you know, arrived in New York City, uh, Mike and I got to see her live, which um, I just thought it was important to include because it was the first time she kind of came to the city since, was it Radio City in 2008 or seven? was it, Micah? No, she was in uh, it was she Carnegie Hall 
after that? Oh, Carnegie Hall. Yeah, well, Radio City was first, and then, but Carnegie Hall was like 2007. That was where she outed Dumbledore. Right, Radio City was 2006. Uh, yeah, so 2006, 2007. So it was the first time in five years she toured, and again, you know, The Casual Vacancy, it's her first book post-Potter, so there was five years where she really didn't do anything public. I'm and sure she's been to New York in between at some point. How do you know? How do you know that, Mike? Wait, that. what about the lawsuit? She was in New York for that. <laughs> oh, oh the big events. Right, oh. that was quite the vacation. You know, I wonder if the camels were a big draw for her. You know, like, oh, cross-podcast reference. Yeah, it. wow. No, it's just a New York, what's what's on in New York right now reference. That's no, all you got to keep it to goats on MuggleCast and then yeah, camels yeah. on Game of Owns. And uh, this is Justin. In 2014, she's returning to Radio City to out another character, Aunt Marge, as a lesbian. <laughs> Yay! Well, you're really pushing for that. You should you should send her an envelope that says for your consideration, and on the inside it has <laughs> Aunt Marge, and then like um, all these artistic pictures of Aunt Marge. And, yeah. yeah. For your consideration, That's her Marge. and like Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> She could, anyway. Okay, enough of that. That's very What, what uh, moment are we on? Okay, well, so it's still the third moment, but at the end of this year, 20 days ago, December 3rd, the BBC announced that they're turning casual vacancy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, why didn't we talk we about, talk this, about this I <laughs> It's crazy. This. Okay, yeah. I, well, let's talk about that. that. That was a news item in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So, well, here's what bothered me about that. BBC, of course, okay, Casual Vacancy TV show, that's cool. But during interviews while she was promoting the Casual Vacancy, J.K. Rowling was saying, no, I can't see the Casual Vacancy as a movie. That seems silly. I can't, for multiple reasons, I just can't imagine that. But I think, though, for a miniseries, it's different because the BBC does all kinds of, I mean, sort of kitchen sink, real, gruesome, not gruesome, that's the wrong word, but, you know, like realistic, kind of gritty Stuff like that. I think it would fit in really well as a miniseries, but not as a movie because it doesn't have a crescendo in that way. But wouldn't it be harder to adapt a book for a TV series, I would think? I don't think Casual Vacancy because I think Casual Vacancy isn't so much about a a plot being set up and then it needs to get resolved. It's more about setting up this gallery of, of characters that interact with each other. So in that sense, over the course of several episodes, you could do that, but it's more like the, 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 the tempo is like, it's like this. Hey, this is good. We have video. You know, you can do this. But yeah, you know, it doesn't... <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So I think it works. Well, I think it's interesting that it's J.K. Rowling's first foray into television. She's conquered movies, and now it's time for her to conquer uh, television. I we'll wonder see if she can do it. Fun. I wonder if they're gonna get any um, actors from the Harry Potter series to star in it because, oh, please. like, <laughs> oh come on, because every single not because of Harry Potter, but because almost every single British actor has been in Harry Potter, so it's almost impossible to avoid, you know. And like, I I just it's just because I see the Dursleys in my head when I read Casual Vacancy, so I want them to be in it, you know. I want Dudley, huh. uh, what's his face, Uncle Vernon, to be. Um, you know, that guy that's like Uncle Vernon and Casual Vacancy uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. It would be so yeah. fun. Um, people were suggesting that I audition for the role of Andrew oh, in no, Casual Andrew. Vacancy. Andrew. I think that's a great idea. If only I'm trying to bring up some quotes from Andrew so I could do my audition, but I, um, I don't have the book with me right now and I can't seem to Google any. So if anybody has some quotes, let me uh, paste them in the chat and I will audition. That idea was from Crystal Flower, by the way. Uh-oh, Crystal. 
Uh, oh, oh, yeah, there's another there's character. Crystal, there's a crystal in the book. Yeah. So I guess we'll all be watching, right? I mean, I didn't finish the book, so this will be my way to actually know what happens. <laughs> for me to get the BBC, I think. I don't know. Maybe we get the BBC. It'll be it's out on DVD. It's very easy, thanks to BitTorrent. Yeah, yeah, and DVD, of course. Legally. Um, okay, so moving off of the casual vacancy, and I, I think that probably will be our top moment of the year, but, um, you know, Pottermore... And and you know, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of this episode, but Pottermore actually opened to the public. That's Micah playing that, not me. <laughs> Pottermore opened to the public on March 14th of this year. I can't believe it was only this year. This year, and now a couple what couple days ago. We were waiting for it until like September 2011, weren't we? A couple of days ago, the third book opened, so it's already it's gone through, guys. The first two books have been completed, and we're on to the third in nine months' time. Uh, well, the, the other thing to keep in mind is that it was in beta in 2011, so and they had yeah. book one done. But, but yeah, the they, public they... opening, like any random person who hadn't been there when they initially did the sign-ups for beta <laughs> testing, the public has had nine months, and in those nine months, they've rewarded us with th- almost three books. I think that's pretty shocking. It seemed to go a lot slower than that, mostly because the rest of us were waiting for so long. What yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they've, it was impressive, the rollout that they did this year, and I'm interested to see what kind of pace they continue to move at. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing else to say. Yeah, no, I know that was going to be a quick one. Um, but, of course, this one might not be. Warner Brothers Studio Tour London, The Making of Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Now, that opened March oh, 31st. Yeah. March 31st was a grand opening. Who, who's, who of us has been there? Just Selena. I went to the grand opening. I got to interview the different stars and the producers and stuff. It was so much fun. So you got to see the the studio tour. Um, I did. Andrew, Micah, you guys didn't. Nope. Though no. so I've I, I, there's I know Selena. You really liked it, right? I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I'm I've always been a book fan more than a movie fan, even though I do like the movies, but going there and seeing everything, like, you know, the paintings that I was talking about and, and seeing all the different suites and stuff, I just, it was fantastic. And it was fantastic as well for me because I got to speak to, like, David Heyman and stuff. So mm-hmm. I probably remember that as part of the experience. But Is it a no-brainer for fans to go in England? If you live in England or you're making a trip there, is it a no-brainer to go? Isn't there a I bus would that say... can take you from yeah, the airport? Yeah, there's a bus. Yeah. Um, I would say it's a no-brainer if you care about filmmaking. If you care oh. about filmmaking and Harry Potter, then you go. Because oh. it's very, it's it's like a lot of technical information. Like, you see how some of the special effects were made. You see how they wrote on broomsticks. You, I mean, there's a gift shop with, with stuff that you can buy. And of course I, I, lo- I did love that. But <laughs> where, I, I where is it? Hold on, hold on. Um, well, <laughs> there you go. Wouldn't casual fans... Enjoy too, I would think, because you walk in the actual Great Hall. And right, but I think you, you, walk, you walk to them, but you don't walk into them. They, they are roped off. It's like a museum in a lot of ways. You well, know, it's you the don't Great Hall to... you walk into. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do get to walk through the Great Hall, but you, like the, the tables are roped off, that sort of thing. It's, it's costumes. It's um, incomplete effects. It's, it's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Like It doesn't feel like you're in Hogwarts. It's not like they made a Hogwarts for you to walk through. That's, this is what I want. Um, this was about right. the movies. and the, it, This was about the creation of the movies mm-hmm. rather than about the story of the movies. 
Right. Somebody is asking what's better, the studio tour or the exhibition. I mean, obviously the, the studio, studio tour is better. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a speaking, complete experience. Speaking of that, I went to the exhibition in New York City a couple of weeks ago, and I really liked it. Um, it. I went on like a Saturday night with my brother and mom, and it was empty. I mean, there was like nobody in there. I don't know if that's normally... If it's not, if it's, I, I don't know if it's just because we went kind of late at night or what. It was but, your private tour. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I, I liked it. It was, it was cool. There wasn't, you, you. It's pretty expensive. It's like twenty five, I think, hmm. per person or twenty. And you get a picture at the beginning, which then you have to pay for at the end if you actually want to keep it. I didn't buy it because again, it was like way too expensive. Um, and they have merchandise at the end, of course. But it, it was it was cool. It was cool to see all the props and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I was debating between that and Madame Tussauds because Madame Tussauds, I love Madame Tussauds because you can actually touch all the wax figures. And Wait, you can touch them? Yeah, you can take pictures with them any position you want. Like, you can make out with them. They say not to touch the heads, but there's nobody around there, so you can if you want to. <laughs> and... It's so much fun. I did the I did the Hollywood one. It was such a blast. I wanted to do it in New York City again. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend Madame She Says. And you chose Harry Potter over that because Harry Potter was five dollars cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Harry yeah. Potter. Harry yeah. Potter and, and frugal people. Um, well, the, bi- <laughs> the other big thing difference was, and Selena, you could you could correct me if I'm wrong, but at the studio tour, you get the chance to actually take photos. Whereas yeah. at the exhibition, they discourage you from doing that. Why, I don't know. They don't just discourage no, you. They are watching, and they tell you no. And at the beginning of the ex- exhibition, they get two people sorted by the talking sorting hat. And like I went up because it was me, my mom, and brother, and like two other people going into the exhibition. And I go up, but I wanted to get my picture taken because it looks like you're getting sorted with the sorting hat, and they don't even allow a picture during then. That's stupid. I don't get that's, it. That's dumb. I mean, that's the thing. That's a, that. That was the, one of the best things about the studio tour is that you get your picture in front of like the you know, the big door to the Chamber of Secrets and yeah. like the, the 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 bridge and and uh, the Dursley's house and stuff like that. It's just that that stuff is fun. Yeah. And so the castle, can... the, the Hogwarts. Oh my god. Oh yeah, the the the, the big yeah. They scale have the giant. Hogwarts. That's that's the best thing about it is the the giant Hogwarts yeah. at the end that is to scale, but you can just imagine yourself like this big, and then you are like life size at Hogwarts. Right. It's amazing. That's uh, cool. That's cool. So we have two more stories completing yeah. the top seven, and these will go quick. Um, I have this as a top story on June fourth. Sony announced in a way of continuing their partnership with J.K. Rowling and bringing you all things awesome. The Harry Potter Book of Spells would be released, and this would feature spells from J.K. Rowling and be a new interactive video game experience. Mm-hmm. Now, Nobody's played this yet in this group. Have 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 has anyone? I have no. not. But the reason I, I say it's a top story is because they're continuing to break new ground um, and really try and break new media in. And whether or not it succeeds, we have yet to see. But it shows that, in a way, the spark hasn't died, or at least um, their pockets <laughs> haven't sewn themselves shut. So here, and and with the new content from J.K. Rowling, it really makes sense that it would be attractive um, to do. So I'm actually interested. I will be playing this. Um, I just need the right equipment and all that. Um, I'm looking at a review on IGN. It's a reputable video game site. Uh, they give it a 6.0 out of 10. They said it's okay, 
Book of Spells not interactive enough to make it an enjoyable game and lacks the compelled, compelling narrative of a good book. Hmm. Uh, they say it has a fantastic presentation and the technology has great potential, but no real story, shallow, repetitive gameplay, and little replay value. That sounds Which... like Pottermore. I mean, it, <laughs> no, it's, it's well presented, yeah, but it's kind Sony. of... But it it sounds like the two like because they were released like similar you know time frame to each other. It seems like the two are are made from the same idea of having very very simple walkthrough. You know what I mean? But having very nice looking art and things. Replay value is one of those things I think that all of the Harry Potter video games have suffered from. Um, Well, and it's important for a system like this where you're paying upward. I mean, we talked about this before. You need the system. You need the PlayStation controller wand thing, you need the eye, which is the camera, and you need this new Book of Spells device, yeah. and the game. So it just really adds up. Yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, hopefully we'll see in the in the coming year, maybe I can predict a, a sequel book that better uses the um, yeah. you know, the technology or at least they, they put themselves out there. That's my point. People are still putting themselves out there and releasing content, whether or not it's a thousand dollar series of behind-the-scenes books or new technology, you know, it's kind of uh, something worth noting for the year. And then uh, finally, well, we've already... The one thing uh, I just want to add to that, though, is, uh, you know, I would encourage Warner Brothers and Sony and all these other places to try and come up with some things that are a little bit more affordable for fans. I mean, mm-hmm. these are people who have poured in a lot of time and money into the series already over the last 10 years. And I think that right now all you're seeing them do is price gouging people well, wouldn't uh-huh. you argue that Pottermore is basically that? It is 100% free. So. Yeah, but I also think that people would buy a book for 30 or $40 uh, if all that information was contained in the book. So I- I'm just talking about some of the other sets that we've seen, you know, the Wizards Collection retailing for $600, this, this other collection that we spoke about earlier in the show, $1,000. I mean, it's just ridiculous to think that people are going to spend that kind of money. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a Grinch here, like earlier. Yes, in the show. you I'm, are. I'm looking. I'm looking out for the the people who who like the series and and want to be able to get something for a reasonable price. Why don't you write us something Harry Potter related, Micah, and release it for like ten bucks? Write a fan fiction. All right. Release a fan fiction for gonna money. Write. That's gonna go well. Do like a paragraph, and release it for a quarter. Charge a quarter. <laughs> Micah's first fan fiction. And we'll bring Fireside chats back. Somebody okay, just so- said uh, in the chat, HP Girl Forever, Book of Spells is a Bob fail. Ah, uh, yes, the Bob uh, fail. The Bob fail. That's a uh, end of year recap show um, history tradition. In the in the Muggle Casties, we're not yes. doing the Muggle Casties this year. I'm sorry yeah, to tell these, everybody. These but. equate themselves, and your comments in the chat are are Muggle Casties for this year. Um, and now our final top moment of the year. This is number seven. We've kind of talked about it before. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter continues to see... Oh. Sorry. <laughs> the Wizarding World of Harry Potter continues to see um, awards and ceremonies within its parks. And this includes the new film that they're apparently producing for the expansion, as well as the five millionth Butterbeer, um, which was consumed earlier this month on the 13th of December. I'm yeah. sorry, didn't we get the announcement that there was going to be a new park this year? Like one or two new parks? And that was in uh, December of last year. Oh, was it? Oh, so sorry. it was a year ago, yeah. 
But, but it's funny. We've heard nothing about those. That was at the beginning of December 2011. Uh, they, Universal had announced Wizarding World Hollywood, and they had announced an expansion coming to Wizarding World Orlando, and they have said absolutely nothing since then. Which, whatever. But I thought, it, I thought for sure within a year we would hear something about one of these. Like even concept art for Universal Hollywood? Uh, but no. Uh, by the way, I think they are getting underway with Universal Hollywood or Wizarding World Hollywood because the MTV Movie Awards are not at the Gibson Amphitheater this year. This, this is the first year. Uh, and Gibson Amphitheater is one of the venues they're knocking out to make room for Wizarding World Hollywood. So I think that means... And that's in March, uh, the MTV Movie Awards. So construction has to be starting really soon on that and knocking down stuff to make room for Wizarding World. So. Right. That is exciting. Um, and there were some behind-the-scenes kind of like of the construction of archways and stuff, weren't there? I saw a hyperbole. Well, yeah, movies. the Wizarding... Right, the Wizarding World... Orlando expansion, it's being built in Universal Studios. It's going to be Diagon Alley in London. That's the rumor. It still seems to be, AJ in the chat is asking, still 2014, 2015 for expansion. And I think, yes, that seems to be, I don't think that's really changed. Uh, <laughs> Bree in the chat says, Andrew's hat looks real. And that's because oh, it is real. It is. <laughs> Unlike what everybody else is wearing. Mine is so Mine is special totally effects. real. Look at that. It always hangs on. Um, what was I saying? Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're putting the track down for, for the Gringotts ride, the rumored Gringotts ride at, at Wizarding World or Orlando expansion. So Very cool. So that moves into our 2013 discussion to wrap up the show. What do we have to look forward, have to look forward to in the year 2013? You know, I will say, speaking of 2013, I did want to take this opportunity to plug the 2013 MuggleNet fandom calendar. Um, oh, yes. Which is something that, uh, you know, we haven't had an opportunity yet on this show to talk about it. There are some uh, video commercials out there and some um, audio clips that we've played on the other MuggleNet podcast. But just real quickly here, I just want to talk about this. The MuggleNet uh, 2013 fandom calendar features uh, all of the events in the in the books, like the day that... Uh, you know, Harry and Dumbledore go to recruit Slughorn. Uh, all those little intimate details about what dates they occurred on. It's a 2013 calendar, just much like you'd normally find this time of year in stores on shelves. And each month features a different part of the fandom. So we have fan art and fan conventions and HP fan trips and all that stuff for the monthly images. And then the individual dates are all about premieres and birthdays of the actors and actresses as well as the characters. So there's all the information you possibly need is on MuggleNet or just Google MuggleNet fandom calendar and check out our commercials and everything. But if this is something that interests you, again, I, I guess it's a little late for Christmas now, but you could still use it. It's not 2013 yet and the dates and everything are on there. It will surprise you. Our attention to detail will surprise you. That's my promise. MuggleNet.com 2013 fandom calendar. Check I think out. I should be in the calendar. I deserve I, that. Well, you gotta. Um, we, where were you when I was filming the commercial? You filmed the commercial. Yeah, yeah, I filmed and produced. In, Where's this in, commercial? Where did I watch the commercial? It's, it's on YouTube. I can't. Oh, I tried I already. I tried already to post the um, link in the comments, but in, I guess preventing spam, they don't allow it. Um, but yeah, there's two commercials, and actually, you would have fit perfectly into the role of enthusiastic fan. 
which I instead <laughs> I instead cast um, my good friend Shannon Daly in that role. Oh. Um, but yes, the commercial featured uh, two people. Well, and and Hedwig. Hedwig was uh, made an appearance. Um, but the two characters were enthusiastic fan and bored roommate. And I think he would have really fit enthusiastic fan. Whoa. So that's a shame. But, so that's your acting debut. Yeah. So what do what is there to look forward to in 2013? There are three things we have written down here. Look, look at this. I'm fixing. Can my I hair can I steal anymore. from those three things? <laughs> um, what do you mean? You want well, to say like, one of them? Can I can I read them off a list and be like, hey, this is what I'm looking forward to? Oh well, I mean, I think they're all things that we agree with. For one, yeah. the theme park announcement. They're uh, as they continue to, continue to build in Orlando. At some point, we're going to see real Harry Potter stuff showing up, so they can't keep that quiet for much longer, I don't think. Although I was probably saying that at this time last year as well. Um, they completed the London waterfront, which you can see and walk right on. But really, they, yeah, they just haven't announced it yet. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's it's crazy. And the reason I think they're keeping it secret is because as soon as they announce it potential people are going to start saying, oh, well, we will just wait until the expansion opens and then foot traffic. Right, yeah, no, I'd say that holds some weight. Yeah. So hopefully this year, because if they're opening at, let's say, let's say 2014, the way it seems to be moving, I would guess 2014. Um, Mm -hmm. If if they open in 2014, then um, there has to be an announcement in 2013, I would think. Yeah, even if it's at the end of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, an encyclopedia announcement. What, what we've asked every year since 2007. <laughs> Will it be this year? Uh, yes! Selena, you think this is the year? Lucky 13. No, actually, I don't think this is the year. <laughs> I oh. never think it's going to be the year. But, I mean, come on. Please, Joe. We've had <laughs> casual vacancy. We just we want it so badly. And yeah, I feel like if if she waits too many more years, like I'm gonna, I don't know if I if I mean I'm sure I'll be excited, but I feel like if she releases too much in Pottermore, you know, it's like, what's what's left? Or maybe she's that's when she's saving the lesbian reveal. Yeah, for the maybe. encyclopedia. There has yeah. to be another gay character in the Harry Potter books. It's gonna I'd have a whole that. section on lesbian characters in Harry Potter. Professor McGonagall the turkey. Oh yeah, in the Hermione. Chat. That's going to be the big twist. In the chat, Thomas says uh, a announcement about Pottermore, the TV series, coming in 2013. Ooh. I think that's a great Oh, yeah, idea. yes. Some but casting. You'll, you'll only be able to view it on the back of plane seats and on your mobile device. Yeah, that's another rumor. There's going to be mobile. That's, that's something else to look forward to in 2013. Pottermore is supposed to be releasing in-flight. Pottermore in-flight something. I don't, they haven't said what. They've just said in fl- Pottermore in-flight. So what? you'll be able to, you'll be able to dual potion. I don't know. Again, they're pushing, they're pushing the boundaries. You know, they're kinda... what's their target audience for that? Everybody. They want the but... CEO Charlie Redmayne has said we want to get Baltimore everywhere that we can. That includes That's very nice. Includes Excellent. mobile devices and 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 <laughs> seat back entertainment. Yeah. And in the bathrooms. Um, <laughs> and then another uh, yeah. J.K. Rowling book. That, right? Yeah, he said that. Um, I was going to say something, but those words were not appropriate for the show. In, well, then, guys, in 2013, we may see the children's book that J.K. Rowling was talking about. Yes, possibly. Um, which I will read. I, I'm going to not get it the day it comes out. I learned that lesson with casual vacancy. Why? What was the what I was will. wrong with that? 
uh, well, you know, it's just I know that I'm. I know now that when she says I'm not her target audience for a book, it means I'm not her target audience for a book. <laughs> so, oops, you know, shame well, on. Well, well, I think I don't even think I would buy it because I feel like if it's a book for six to seven year olds, which she she has said, then I don't think I would read this, right? Because I would rent it. I would get it from the library. You wouldn't buy it because you know it's just not for you. If you don't have a kid or if you're not a I kid, I would buy it because the thing about it being for younger kids is it's gonna have like all those nice little messages about life, and it's gonna teach me oh. like what to do with myself, and you know it's oh, gonna be true. like my Dr. Seuss, but by J.K. Rowling. I don't know. I don't think it'll be all that cheery. Um, oh, yeah. oh, it's not going to be like, miserable. How, how my I, pet died, and no, then I felt... I, that's the thing is, you know, to be well, honest... That's a casual vacancy. Even <laughs> if, But I'm talking about Harry Potter. Even if Harry Potter focused, uh, I think, a little bit too much on the death, you know, as a big thing. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't... Is a plane going by, or is it like a stampede, Micah? Sound effect. It's like some... Oh, anyway. No, I, I, I don't think the children's book will be that cheery. I'm just saying, going by her past history, it probably won't be. I will read it in a in the kids' section of Barnes & Noble. Honest to God. I will sit down with the other kids in the Barnes & Noble. Oh, you know how they had the little kid table? Well, you read, you should chairs. read to them. I'll, read, I'll host oh daily God, readings of the children's book. Oh Gather my around, God. kids. It's time to read <laughs> uh, uh, Witch in the Wardrobe. <laughs> I don't know. What was she named? What was she named? Kids, well, like the Babbity Rap. It's time to read Babbity Rabbity. Gather around, everybody. That would be very. Yeah. <laughs> scare me every time. Stop yeah. Belittling my jokes. Um, so I think that's a surefire bet because a, a children's book it won't take long to edit. Really, I mean the illustrations will take a while, but I think that could get out in 2013. She announced casual vacancy in what March, like we said, mm -hmm. and it came out. Six months later, September, so yeah. she could. I bet she could announce the book, and it would come out two months later, three months later. The children's book. I'm interested to see what Warner Brothers comes up with as far as a new way to try and, you know, engage fans. It seems like you they're going to say price gouge. <laughs> I was, but I changed it at the last minute. Uh, <laughs> just uh, in terms, like they they came up with the exhibition, and then they moved over to. Uh, you know the the studio tour, and they have the theme park. So it's I'm sure there's other ideas that they can come up with, things to do. You so, think so? Well, also, where's the exhibition going next? Uh, it's back in New York, I think, through March. Yeah. And, and then who knows? They should go somewhere entirely new this time. Yeah. Well, they weren't supposed to ever come back to the states. They were doing an international thing, and then I think they. Gave up for the holidays and just came back where they knew they would be. It would be successful. I can't imagine how they moved some of that stuff. I mean, some of the stuff in that exhibition is huge. It almost trucks, cost a fortune. Trains, planes, boats. yeah, planes. Like I can't imagine yeah. one of that, like that big Joker thing on on a plane. Like that thing yeah. is gigantic. That's creepy as hell. I would not fly on the same plane as that. No, Even for, like, in cargo I wouldn't get a up. seat. The Joker, the no, Joker, yeah, of course like, not. The, the Jack in the Box. It would, be like in the, it would get in a the, row. Yes, it would get a whole row. It would get the right. engine row. <laughs> Creepy ass thing. But um, no, actually, in the in the chat, here's a 2013 thing to look forward to. Um, Eric Lejar says announcement of Muggle Cast the movie. Oh my god! I wish that were true. Or maybe a BBC miniseries. How about Muggle Cast the <laughs> musical movie? The musical the movie. The musical. 
Mo- we can Mo- feature, all, we can feature all of your all of your rap songs, Andrew, and all of your your music videos. I was thinking Les Mis style, where like we just sing everything. Uh, you've My seen God. it though. Oh, yes. Tell yeah. us what is in the news today. <laughs> you don't like, do that already. Oh, I wish. We should do that sometime. Just sing do, everything. Just a musical episode. Why the hell not? It can only be ten minutes because people wouldn't be able to stand anything longer than that. <laughs> yes, good ideas. Good ideas all around. So I think that's it uh, for what to look forward to in 2013, unless anybody has anything else in that. There's nothing more. The world didn't end. I mean, so we should have a lot to look really, forward to. Really, the sky is the limit. Absolutely. Okay, and then to wrap the show, as we teased, Micah has an announcement. Micah, tell us, what is your announcement? What's in the news? <laughs> no, I think... Micah's uh, going to make... Micah is the news this time, yo. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it, it, I was uh, actually thinking we were just going to end the show and I would be able to say, for the last time, from MuggleNet, I'm Micah Tannenbaum. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the big announcement after seven years um, leaving MuggleNet. Um, won't be with the site anymore moving forward. Uh, we'll still be doing the podcast uh, mm-hmm. with all of you guys, but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's been a, a crazy ride for seven years. Uh, I've had a great experience and you know meeting a lot of great people, some of which are included in this call. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the the big announcement as you build it as Andrew. Right. Well, I you know like you said, seven years. I did seven years at MuggleNet. You did seven years at MuggleNet. I'm just Eric's, copying you. Eric's done seventy-seven years at MuggleNet. <laughs> and I, I don't look at you over twenty-four. <laughs> and Selena was smart enough to stay away the whole time. <laughs> oh no. Well, Micah, I will say you were you were my best hire ever at MuggleNet. I mean that. Aww. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's just give a round of applause. A pat on the I'm like, oh, do we have applause? Of course there's applause sound effect. <laughs> I applaud Micah on seven wonderful years of Muggleman. And did you mention that at the end of this month was the end of this month that'll be that'll be your even though you've like you may have mentioned, you've taken a seat step back mm-hmm. for a little bit of a transition over the past few months. So Well that's good. I think that's I I I'm happy for you and your run at MuggleNet. Good times. What are you doing next, Micah? Where are you yeah, going? Yeah, what's next? What's next? What's next? I mean, uh, just a lot of stuff going on with work and uh, for for I mean, some of you know, but I don't think all everybody knows that uh, I work for the NBA, and so we're in season, and it's it's pretty crazy right now. And uh, you know that other podcast called Game of Owns, I'll be working on Yay! moving forward, and uh, we released. Because we did such a great job of promoting it earlier, uh, we do three shows every week about the uh, hit TV show and book series Game of Thrones, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, three of the hosts are on here right now, Eric, Selena, myself. We also have our friend Zach Louie, who's on the show, and Hodor makes an appearance every once in a Hodor while. Hodor was on, yes. Wow, another, another Game of Thrones appearance <laughs> on this show. What on earth? <laughs> well, you asked, what am I going to be doing? Three. Um, so well, people, people are uh, leaving nice messages for you. And I thought I thought you were going to just say they're leaving. No, <laughs> <laughs> because they're sick of uh, this, this sad news. 
but yeah, like you said, still be on MuggleCast wherever the future lives lies for MuggleCast and all that. So, well, that's a great way to end the show. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been another great year of MuggleCast. Uh, you can visit MuggleCast.com to uh, find our you know social media outlets, of course. We have the Twitter, which is Twitter.com slash MuggleCast. We have the Facebook, which is Facebook.com slash MuggleCast. You can find all the transcripts on MuggleCast.com. You can follow our fan Tumblr or just go to uh, MuggleCast.tumblr.com. And uh, you can subscribe and review us on iTunes over there as well and download all the old episodes. I know people like listening to the back episodes a lot, and that's one way to do it. So, um, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I was just Crystal Flower says, play a song for Micah. Okay. Wait, who will do the news? Again, Mike is still going to be on MuggleCast. He's not leaving MuggleCast. So. Um, but I was just going to add really quick um, before before we go that there are also transcripts of each show. You know, I said uh, that! Did you? Yes! Oh, well, I just wanted to thank them then for, uh, for <laughs> yes. all the hard work that they do. That's how I got my start, actually. Um, you are right, talking remember. about leaving MuggleNet um, after seven years, but that's how I got started. Uh, with with MuggleNet, MuggleCast, and uh, so they do a great job over there, and it's kind mm -hmm. of it's thankless work, I think, in some respects because definitely you're here. they must never want to listen to a show when we normally put it out because they're so sick of hearing our voices <laughs> over and over and over again. Uh, but uh, you know, just wanted to say thanks to Tracy and her group because they do a great job. Yeah, thank you guys, thank you very much. We do appreciate that. So uh, we will see everybody next time for episode 261. Good night and good luck. Good and happy night. holidays. Good night. Yes. Happy, happy holidays. holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> what a face. <laughs> and before we end this broadcast, just thanks to everybody who's been listening on the live stream. We had about, we averaged about 130 people. So that was good. We will see everybody in the future for another episode. Goodbye.